Ultra. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one long pause in the score at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about Minute 189, which starts with a scene of a destroyed part of the forest. Yes. And ends with another part of the forest coming to life and moving. Yes. (laughs) What a nicely bookended minute. It, It really is. Look at all these dead trees. Look at all these trees about to go mess some shit up. Oh, God, they're alive. Yeah. They're alive. So I just have to side note real quick. I have definitely seen this moment of Treebeard screaming with the sound switched out for the no from the end of Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) Just as an aside. So Darth Vader makes the weird noise scream and then... No, no, no. Treebeard does the Darth Vader no. That's funny. <laughs> Just stretching out with Marion Pippin on his back. Yeah, I feel bad for Marion Pippin's eardrums. How... Yeah, because how loud was that? Yeah, that like echoed through the entire forest. Yeah. Also, apparently, it was just a marching order for the forest. I guess. But I so. thought things in Old Entish took a long time to say, Treebeard. Yeah. What is this? Gah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is the end result of Pippin's yeah. cunning plan. <laughs> this is the end result of Pippin's cunning plan to get Treebeard to do something. He does look genuinely remorseful, though. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to confront you with this. Man, I feel so sad for Treebeard every time I watch this moment in this movie. Oh, uh, yeah? I've known these trees their whole lives from Nut and Acorn. They had voices of their own. Saruman! These trees were my friends. A wizard should know better. This That's the line that makes me think of some greater mythos stuff from, like, the Silmarillion. Okay. About how much does Treebeard know about what wizards are? Doesn't he... I mean, he doesn't predate wizards, but doesn't he predate wizards? He predates the Istari as a group being sent to Middle-earth. Yeah. He was there before the wizards came to Middle-earth. I mean, like, that's what I mean, like... The wizard, like... The he doesn't pre- the, predate the Maiar and the Valar. The spirits, like, existed at the dawn of time, but they didn't exist as wizards. Right. He doesn't He doesn't predate their true selves, Kurinir and Oloran, but he does predate Gandalf and Saruman. So there's that. But I'm wondering how much he knows about the actual nature of wizards. Does he know that they're Maiar? Does he know that they helped shape the world? I don't know. Why should a wizard know better? I think that's kind of a heavy line when you start looking at it in the context of the the greater lore of what wizards are. Well, maybe he just hangs out with Radagast all the time. <laughs> uh, and Radagast is, like, the most druidy of the wizards. Like, he's all about that nature. I think that maybe... Because a lot of Middle-earth thinks they know what wizards are. Yeah. So, but the Ents are old enough that maybe they really know. Probably, but do you think he forgot? Maybe because they forgot what the Ent wives looked like. Yeah, 
So maybe he knows, but he's forgotten. But he just has, like, this feeling that, like, you know, a wizard should know better. A wizard should know better. I mean, it's not like he's thinking about, like, hmm, I wonder what these wizards are up to. Like, he is coming from a place of, like, raw emotions. Yeah. So, like, maybe he's forgotten what the like the truth of the Astari are, but he knows in his like little tree bark heart that like Saruman should not have done this because they're supposed to be protecting Middle Earth instead of exploiting it. Mm. He's pretty quick to anger here. That turnaround from sadness to anger is just total 180. As soon as he looks up and sees Orthanc, he's just like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> you. I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> Treebeard is now ready to just mess up some stuff. He's ready to throw some hands. Right? Saruman's going to get those hands. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? He just has, like, a compartment, and it's just full of orc hands. <laughs> get these hands! That he's collected. I mean, he stomped on that guy. I sure did. <laughs> There's nothing left of Parachompy. Was that Parachompy? Yes. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Twitching about... <laughs> stumbling through the forest. I thought Parachompy was a different one. No, that's that orc. Okay. You know, l- listen, it's been a really long year. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we've seen good old Parachompy. It's he been, died a long time ago. It's been a long, long year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, keep thinking about that. I'm like, oh, yeah. This, like, I don't know, like, Black Panther came out less than a year ago, and it feels like a freaking age. Yeah. Like, we started this podcast on January 1st, or this this leg of it, anyway, on, like, the new year, and it just feels like it's been, like, two. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while that we've been doing this it's one. It's been. <laughs> one, one, one week? <laughs> one week since we saw Treebeard. <laughs> Not really. I always... I, I don't know if... It just never really hit me because it's not something I consciously notice often when I'm watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Only when I watch it again or I'm really paying attention, trying to really pay attention to details, that I notice when scores drop out and stuff. It's one of those things I don't generally become consciously aware of. But when you're watching it one minute at a time like this, and the minute it starts with a bit of a score, and then it's immediately gone for eight seconds or something. I think when I am watching it, it calls attention to itself because having a score is so uh, prevalent now that when mm. there is the absence of it, it's just like, oh, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of scary movies, but I know that when the music stops, it's just like, okay, a jump scare is going right. to happen. But when I'm watching a scary movie, I'm primed. I'm ready for that moment. Yeah. I'm just, I'm waiting for the score to stop before the the reveal. Yeah. But when I'm watching an action movie, I'm not necessarily ready for that. Like that beautiful moment in The Last Jedi? Yes. Where it just is silent? Yeah. Just Ugh, everything gorgeous. drops out and then boom. Yeah. It accomplishes the same thing. Like, it's it's pay attention to me. It's not yeah. jump scare. It's there know, to like, underscore the moment. Ha ha. Finger guns. But yeah, no, like, it's it it's ironic, isn't it? Because, like, you have a score. To heighten the emotion. To heighten the emotion. And then when the score is gone, it... It does more work than... Because it does the opposite of heightening emotion. It heightens tension when a score drops. That's fair, I guess. It creates anticipation as opposed to a specific emotion. Uh Uh-huh. But that in itself is a specific emotion. 
I don't know. I've never really considered anticipation an emotion. Why not? I don't, I don't know. I guess I just never thought of it as an emotion. I mean, it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a feeling that you get in your brain space when you're <laughs> interacting with something. That's true. I guess, like, there's there's a subset of emotions that I guess I've never really thought of as emotions, but right. they, they are. Well, it's like the senses thing. Like, you have the five main senses, but also, like, your sense of time, your sense of space, your sense of self, your, like... Uh, equilibrium. Right. Like, Those are all senses too. Yeah, exactly. They all have names. I don't remember what the, they. Some of them have like really specific names. I don't remember what they are. Mm-hmm. Like the sense of knowing where the parts of your body are without having to think about it has a specific name. Mm-hmm. Can't think of it off the top of my head. But uh, everyone has that sense, and it's better than you realize. If you close your eyes, you can touch the tip of your nose without thinking about it. What if you are very drunk? That's different. That's you. <laughs> You've destroyed your senses through inebriation. That's fair. But if you close your eyes, you can put your finger on the tip of your nose without thinking about it. If you're sober. If you're driving, please do not do this. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> Wait till a red light. <laughs> or like you can close your eyes and put your thumb and pinky together without thinking about it. All kinds of stuff. Hmm. That is cool. So you have a much better sense of where the parts of your body are than you realize because you've lived your entire life dealing with this sense. Right. Just like your sense of balance, you don't realize how good it is until something disrupts it. Right. Because human beings are constantly having to balance because we're bipedal. Right. So I would, I don't know, I would classify anticipation as an emotion. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I've just never thought of it that way. Anxiety, tension, anticipation are things I've never thought of as emotions. I've thought of them as things that disrupt emotions. There are negative emotions, like... Well, like anger and hate, but yeah... I but would I, definitely... I thought of like I thought of those three things in particular: anxiety, tension, and uh, anticipation as things that disrupt the normal flow of emotion. I would definitely classify my anxiety as an emotion hmm. because I, it can't be reasoned with. Hmm. Like, yeah, it's disrupting everything, but like, yeah. it's also I don't know. It's like any severe emotion, like. I don't know, like overwhelming sadness or like overwhelming anger. Mm. Like that's disrupting the system. There's some overwhelming sadness here in this minute. Yeah. And then it goes to rage real quick. Yeah. He he really turns that car around. <laughs> oh my God. For some reason you said that and immediately it was Treebeard in the Speed Racer car. And I have, I don't know why. <laughs> Just like making a donut. Like, in in a parking lot. I must race this race. I must race this very dangerous race. And he was wearing, like, the goggles. It was very, very visceral for, like, a split second. That's pretty random. <laughs> That's out there somewhere. Just, like, Treebeard. Regular-sized Treebeard, but, like, in the Speed Racer car. So I don't know if it's, like, a TARDIS. <laughs> just instead of the chimpanzee, it's just Mary and Pippin. Oh, Mary looks sad. Yeah, Mary's not about this. Did, like, I wish that they had spent more time establishing Mary as, like, I don't know. I guess, because I think we were talking about it off mic. Yeah, I think that we're meant to take more from the line that Hobbits share a thing, a love of things that grow, than maybe the movie really gives to us. Yeah, because, because it, it has Sam. I think because they... They, they show Sam over that line. They tie that line to Sam. Yeah. Um, what's the SAT thing? The <laughs> but it's not an it's not an analogy. I don't know the 
Whatever. Well, they, they make it analogous to Sam. Right. Be, by showing Sam to us over that line, like, with that line. Yeah. Even though the line is, all hobbits share of things that grow. So, I don't know. I feel like if it had been just, like, some random hobbit, then maybe, maybe it would have yeah. encompassed the four of them more. Mm. Because it is Sam that we see, and we know that, he, like, we follow him into the story later. Like, it's just like, and his oh. gardening habits. Right. And He's his, a gardener. Like And his cooking comes up multiple times. Right. But with Merry and Pippin, like, the first time we see them, except except for, like, blowing stuff up. They are stealing farm crops yeah, when but they come into the story. Yeah, but they're stealing it. They don't have, like, a... They have an appreciation, like, I have an appreciation for, like, food. Oh, that is a beautiful gourd. I'm gonna take that. Right? It's not like, oh, look at you, you beauty. Like, keep growing. It's just like, heck yeah, I'm gonna eat that. Like... <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat that. I'm gonna eat that piece of corn. That's going in my belly. Like, you know what I mean? Then they break their carrots and they're sad. That's such a dumb joke. I love it. I think it. I broke something. <laughs> that was so long ago. It was. But yeah, I, I think we're meant to take more from the line, all hobbits share share love of things that grow. I think we are supposed to... We're, it's all hobbits. Right. It just shows us Sam. Because <sighs> all hobbits love like food and drink and good tilled earth. But with that, we see other random hobbits. Yeah. That I get a sense of like community instead of just this specific individual yeah but the but zooming in on sam with the way the score kind of builds through that line it's right this is really important for this guy right exactly so i don't associate associate that's the word i was looking for i don't associate that moment with any other hobbit except for sam Mm. or at least of the four of them that makes sense to me so I wish that they had called it had called atten- a little more attention to itself, but again, I don't know when that would have happened. Hmm. So the end of this minute is the trees starting to march away from Fangorn. Yes, which we were arguing about. So is this yesterday. the same day they show up in Helm's Deep? No, we there's need no to freaking know. way because they show up. Don't they it's show full up? daylight by the time you see them in Helm's Deep? Okay, I guess we will wait. I don't want to like go ahead to the movie because then I'll just be like, "Yay, we're done!" And then <laughs> yeah. I don't like to watch the whole thing in the middle of when we're talking about it. Yeah, no, no kidding. Wanna we'll do it as we go and see how bad our memory yeah. of what happened. I'm later fine is. with like backpedaling because we've already talked about it. But like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Mary and Pippin are sad about this. Mary looks devastated. Treebeard is. Clearly distraught. Yes. He shouts real loud. Yeah, what does he yell? Well, there is no curse in Elvish Entish or the tongues of men for this treachery. <laughs> a wizard should know better. I feel like we say that every week. A wizard should know better. <laughs> and we've definitely said it a lot. A wizard should know better. Just like without context. Just like adjacent context. That's that's probably in the top ten quoted lines from this this franchise for me. A wizard should know better. A wizard should know better. I don't usually say it aloud, but I say it to myself a lot about, <laughs> about things. Just you're when, just at work and you drop like a wizard should know a better. measuring cup, and you're like, oh, a wizard should know better. <laughs> just little things go wrong. A wizard should know better. So top ten quoted lines from this trilogy, or yeah, this from movie? like the trilogy. Whoa, whoa. Is this definitely one I think of a lot? I don't know what. I don't know. I feel like I've been quoting this movie a lot since we've started pre-production on it, which was an age ago. 
I said, so it begins before my sister's wedding started. Oh, my God. And I don't know if anyone around me realized that I was quoting Lord of the Rings. Oh, no. (laughs) What a nerd. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. So it begins. That's so funny. But, like, why would you quote that? It's a joyous occasion. We were, it's not it like, was beginning. <laughs> so it begins. It's not like my people are all going to die on this hill, you know? Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> the more pessimistic line, completely devoid of context, is how did it come to this? <laughs> but that's not like a specifically Lord of the Rings quote. Right. I mean, neither is neither is so it begins, really. Right, exactly. That's why I understand why no one would be like... Whoa, are you being like a mega nerd right now? <laughs> is this it? Is this all you can conquer, Saruman? <laughs> See, that is very... That is... That is... Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. One of my most quoted movie lines of all time is probably Clever Girl. Well, yes. Is every time you... Whenever I find something unexpected... Clever Girl. Clever Girl. <laughs> so that's just the thing. But yeah, man, this uh, this moment, it hits. I think this moment works really well the the little monologue from treebeard it's pretty sad whatever like light filter they have in this scene works way better than the the one i don't know for some I reason i think it's because the environment is naturally grayer and the filter that they're using makes everything look kind of gray yeah and it's definitely the same light filter they're using in the previous scene with faramir and frodo i don't i don't agree it looks different i think it looks th- i think it's the same i think the problem with the frodo faramir one is that the environment around them isn't the same color underneath the filter. Because this looks grayer, and the one with Faramir looks bluer. Mm. But it's not like that rich, like... It's not the Lothlorien blue. It's not the Lothlorien blue, or like the blue where... This is more nighttime like the, blue. This is more like the filter from the Faramir flashback with Boromir floating down the river on the boat. Right, and that looks fine. But like, I don't understand... But that's because everything else in that scene is gray. But it's not, though. He's on the water. Yeah, but it's, the water's, like, kind of brackish, there's fog. The scene is a very gray scene. For some reason, like, that blue in particular calls attention to itself. Because it's not, like, really dark night blue, and I don't know what time it's supposed to be. And it throws me off, and it, like, it doesn't feel seamless. Mm. But here it works, especially because of the burnt forest in the foreground. Yeah, that's true. But there, there are no curses in Elvish, Entish, or the tongues of men. Are you sure, Treebeard? Are you sure? There F no- word. <laughs> it just yells. Instead of like the no, it's just... <laughs> Fork. <laughs> Treebeard would go to the good place. Not that good place. No, the real good place. Oh. Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> Light Spoilers. Light spoilers. I finally started watching The Good Place. <laughs> Why can't I say fork? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're from the website duelinggenre.com. And if you'd like to join in some of the discussion, you can head over to our Facebook listener group, The Fellowship of the Mike, talk more about some of this stuff. And head on over to Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Give us a five star review, it really helps out the visibility of the podcast and the site. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow to finish out the week. Bye. Bye.
genre.